good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you are listening. Welcome to the podcast where we touch on everything sports and hold you down with weekly women's sports updates. My name is Dineo Perlmudidre, and welcome to Sports Touchdown. Welcome to you listening to Sports Touchdown. Thank you for inviting me into your space. I am back with another weekly episode of Women's Sports Updates, starting with the 8th edition of the Varsity Netball Tournament that has commenced and is being played in a bio-bubble at Stellenbosch University after a year of no varsity sports because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And for the first time, all 36 matches will be broadcasted live on Supersport with the final taking place on the 30th of August and in the first round we saw UWC taking on Madibas and in a rematch of the 2019 semi-final Matis that is the University of Stellenbosch took on Kofsis that is the University of Free State who are the most successful team with three titles won in 2013, 2014 and 2018 and defending champions Tux went head-to-head with Northwest University all of this still in the first round second round also has already been played and there's plenty of more action left to watch and a lot can change before we reach the final stages um, and on the 30th of August still focusing on netball the 2021 Telcom Netball League will begin the 8th season on the 5th of September played over two legs with the first leg being held in Pretoria from the 5th up until the 12th of September and the second being played in Rustenburg between the 9th and the 17th of October however with the current government guidelines due to COVID-19 all 13 teams will play um, behind closed doors and the president of Naples South Africa Cecilia Mulukwane has expressed how thrilled she is that the Telcom Netball League is back and providing young women with opportunities to showcase their skills and compete against the best talent in the country so we've got our netball girls competing at university level and we've also got the netball ladies competing in a netball league that is the talcom netball league at that so a lot of activity there and a lot of action to be catched within the netball sport and looking at the world athletics under 20 championships that have been taking place in nairobi kenya Team South Africa have been shining bright. Mireille Reinstorf had a fantastic performance and won South Africa's first medal on the opening day of the championships with a clearance of 4.15 meters in the pole vault event. She made a sensational international debut and set an African record and is now the world under 20 pole vault champion and she actually moved from her small town um, that is um, in George and is now attending university and now living in Stellenbosch which is about four hours drive away 
So she's gotten a new coach and she's really happy with the new partnership that she has with her coach as she has now become the first South African athlete to ever claim a woman's pole vault medal at the World Under 20 Championships. And Menede Clack has also won a silver medal in the women's discus event with a new African record mark of 53.50 meters. And her achievements at the championships don't end there. She destroyed the field to claim a gold medal in her main event, which is shot put, with a distance of 17.40 meters. And her teammate Dane Ruetz threw a distance of 15.61 meters in the women's shot put and claimed third position, winning herself a bronze medal. Precious Mulebo had a solid performance in the women's 400 meters final and finished fifth with a time of 53.98 seconds. Christine Mboma from Namibia, who has just recently won a silver medal at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, has now added a gold medal from the World Athletics Under-20 Championships with a record time of 21.84 seconds in the women's 200 meters, followed by teammate Beatrice Masilingi, who came in just after Mboma winning a silver medal and achieving a personal best time of 22.18 seconds, followed by Nigeria's favor Ophili. Nse Uko of Nigeria clocked the fastest time and won a gold medal in the women's 400 meters. She also won a gold in the 4x400 mixed relay with her Nigerian teammates as well as another gold in the 4x400 women's relay after a time of 3 minutes and 31.46 seconds followed by silver medalists Jamaica and bronze medalists Italy. South Africa finishing 6th with a seasonal best time of 3 minutes and 43.16 seconds. In the women's 100 meters, Jamaica's Tina Clayton won a gold medal with a personal best of 11.09 seconds, followed by silver medalist Beatrice Masilingi and Melissa Gutschmidt, who ran 11.51 seconds to claim a bronze medal. India's Shaili Singh clinched the silver in the women's long jump with a jump of 6.59 meters, India's third medal at that, and European champion Maya Asgach of Sweden walked away with the gold medal with a leap of 6.60 meters. So India's Shaili Sang was just 0.01 centimeters away from walking away with that gold medal. Let's touch on what has been happening on the hockey scene. The International Hockey Federation Women's Junior Hockey World Cup will be hosted for the first time on African soil as rising under 21 stars will be hosted and playing at the Northwest University in Potchefstroom. The exciting event for those of you who do not know about it is hosted every two years with 16 international women's teams competing to be junior world champions and the final teams participating in the tournament will be announced by the International Hockey Federation in September. It will be taking place in December from the 5th up until the 16th 
and that will be at the Astro Complex at Northwest University. Following COVID-19 restrictions, the event will be hosted in a strict bio bubble to ensure the safety of all players and officials. And the manager of sports at Northwest University, that is Sheldon Rostrone, says that the goal is to deliver an event that not only showcases our ability to host world-class events, but also exhibits our hospitality, culture, and beautiful country. And a very well-known empire in the international scene, Michel Dubert, who has spent over a decade on the Federation or the International Hockey Federation empiring international circuit as she has officiated 219 games as an empire and video empire across both women and men's matches. The world-renowned Michelle has announced her retirement from empiring international hockey. She steps away from the game with the most sterling officiating record which saw her appointed many a time for event semi-finals and finals. Congratulations to Michelle on an amazing career and for inspiring a new generation of empires in South Africa. The creme de la creme of Africa's women's senior national team will go head-to-head at the upcoming Aisha Buhari Cup taking place in Nigeria from the 13th up until the 21st of September. The top six national teams will be fighting it out in one of Africa's most populous country. The teams drawn in Group A are Nigeria, Morocco and Mali and the teams drawn in Group B are Banyana Banyana, Ghana and Cameroon. Nigeria facing Morocco in the opening game on the 13th followed by Cameroon versus Ghana on the very same day and on the 15th Banyana Banyana make their first um, appearance up against Cameroon and then followed by a game against Ghana on the 17th. An exciting tournament. Looking forward to seeing the top six national teams going head to head against each other and seeing how skillful and how talented these African football players are. And of course, seeing how the different countries as well um, play and compete against everyone else. So that is from the 13th up until the 21st of September. Looking at the latest in the FIFA Women's World Ranking, Zambia's national women's football team have ascended a massive 10 places in their ranking, the biggest jump of the 168 countries on the list. Their points have been boosted by their incredible performance at the recent Olympics and have now shot up to number 94 in the world just two places behind their highest ranking of 92. We could see them hit that mark again if they make a great stint at the upcoming 2021 Kasafa Women's Championships, which will be hosted in Nelson Mandela Bay next month. And Banyana Banyana still remain as number 55 in the world and number three in the continent behind Nigeria and Cameroon. Other participants in the Kasafa Women's Championships rankings are as follows. 
Zimbabwe is still 199 in the world, number 17 in Africa. Angola, 127 in the world and 18 in Africa. Tanzania, world 142 and 22 in Africa. Namibia, world 146 and 23 in Africa. Malawi standing at 149 and number 24 in Africa. Botswana ranked number 154 and number 26 in Africa. Uganda, 155 and number 27 in Africa followed by Eswatini who have been ranked as 157 and number 29 in Africa and Mozambique ranked as 159 and number 30 in Africa. South Sudan who have not played enough international matches are yet to receive a ranking as they only debuted on the global stage in 2019. As we focus more on South Africa's women's football, looking at the Hollywood Bets Super League, after this weekend's performance, almost all of the teams have played half of their league games, all except for First Such Academy, Bloemfontein Celtics Ladies and Cole City Wizards that still need to play um, their 13th game as well as Mamelodi Sundowns. So four teams have a game in hand um, after this weekend's performance and a lot can change within the next last 13 games that the ladies have to play. And just looking at the current log standings, the top three teams, Mamelodi Sundowns, UWC, and TUT but of course UWC, TUT and JVW standing at 28 points, 27 and 26 points and also looking at First Touch Academy um, behind JVWFC standing at 25 points. These four teams all fighting for position number two actually um, at this point and that's why I'm saying that a lot can happen within the last 13 games that they have to play it could stay the same. It could change. Just the other week, JV, JVWFC were number three, but I can see that TUT have overtaken them. We just have to stay in tune and watch and see how the ladies perform. Looking at the bottom three teams, University of Johannesburg, Tsunami Queens FC and Golden Ladies, um, each standing at nine, seven and six points each. Three of those teams have all won only two games. Um, two out of the 13 games that they've played, that is. So those three teams are struggling a bit, if you may say. And fortunately, there isn't relegation in the ladies' league yet. It hasn't been implemented yet. This season, we've seen JVWFC and Maindies ladies being promoted into the Hollywood Bet Super League. So no relegation, but... You know, of course, the team needs to improve their performance to at least finish off the league um, at a better at a better place. So we'll have to see what happens. A lot can happen. Mamelodi Sundowns definitely still taking the lead. They are about 34 points clear of the 28 points that UWC has behind them. And as well, adding on to the fact that they can actually even come back a bit more stronger, looking at the fact that they will be participating in the upcoming CAF Women's Champions League Kosafa Zono qualifiers where they have been grouped in Group A with Lesotho Defence Force Double Action Ladies from Botswana and Manzini Wanderers from Eswatini and in Group B that is Green Buffalo Ladies from Zambia, Tura Magic from Namibia and Black Rhino Queens 
from Zimbabwe. And of course, one might wonder why does Group A only have four? Why does Group A have four teams and Group B only has three? So the other team that had registered to participate, um, but because of the club licensing regulations, um, they were disqualified by their own national association. So the top two teams in each pool will advance to the semi-finals and only one team will represent the southern region in Cairo, Egypt at the CAF Women's Champions League later this year. And my favorite news to have heard about this week is a special story about an Olympic champion, a recent Olympic champion, Maria Andrzejczyk, who finished second in the women's javelin throw at the recent Tokyo 2020 Olympics, sold her medal to help a family from her native country to pay for their infant's heart surgery. Writing on her Facebook, she revealed that she would be privately auctioning her Olympic medal in an attempt to raise £140,000 for eight-month-old Polish baby Miluzek, who needs a life-saving heart surgery in the United States. The Olympic medal was won by Polish convenience store Zabka with its donation and further contributions surpassing the £140,000 mark that she had hoped for. She mentioned that the medal is a symbol of struggle, faith and pursuit of dreams despite many odds, as she had to overcome bone cancer to compete in the Olympics after being diagnosed three years ago. And she hopes that it'll be a symbol of the life that they fought for together. Now Zab Zabka, that is the convenience store that bought the medal, they were moved by her beautiful and extremely noble gesture that they insisted that she keep the medal. So she definitely understands what it means to fight through pain and adversity, having to overcome bone cancer and still being able to compete at the Olympics and now then auctioning her Olympic medal to help an eight-month baby stand a greater chance um, of living a better life. Such moving story to have come across during the week. And that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. To stay in the loop, please subscribe to Sports Touchdown on your preferred podcast platform and follow Sports Touchdown to engage and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And see you next week.